So it seems like diabetes is everywhere nowadays. Basically, everybody has it. <laughs> okay, I'm exaggerating. Not everyone has it, but it's getting more and more and more and more common, right? Super, super common. And it has a bunch of terrible consequences. So, you know, the people that have diabetes for a long time often end up going blind or having an amputation of their leg or their kidneys don't work, so they have to be on dialysis, which makes them more likely to die. And, and they get more strokes and heart attacks. And, you know, it's, it's not a pretty picture, basically. So when we're talking about type 2 diabetes, which is the much more common type that's um, often related to lifestyle and other things like that, um, that one is actually easier to fix than most people think. Because historically, for the last 50 years or more, it was described as a progressive irreversible condition. But that's not really accurate. And <laughs> that's becoming more and more apparent as more research is done and there are more examples, more anecdotes and this and that and the other. So today I'm going to explain how you can fix type 2 diabetes in two relatively simple steps, plus a bonus step. So I'm going to go through those two steps and the bonus step and share what you can do, how long it might take, kind of give you an idea about the timeline, a few tips and tricks along the way, and some, some successful examples, examples of people that have been successful doing this. All right, so... Let's go ahead and dive in. So what's the first step? The first step if you want to fix your type 2 diabetes. What do you think is the very first step? Well, that's, I mean, now that I say it out loud, that's a good question. Like, what's the very, 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 very first thing you should do? <laughs> probably make a plan, I guess. But in terms of the lifestyle changes, probably the very first step would be to reduce your carbohydrate consumption. In other words, eat low carb. And that could be called keto because keto is a certain type of low-carb diet. Um, so step one is low-carb. And why is that? Well, the problem in type 2 diabetes is carbohydrate intolerance. So it's, it, you're not able to process the carbohydrates well enough, so you get high blood sugar, basically. So you're intolerant to carbohydrates. So what do you do if you're intolerant to a substance? consume less of that substance or cut it out of your diet. <laughs> uh, basically, right? Well, that's what you typically would do with other things if you're, if you're like having a nut allergy or something. You're not going to just be like, well, I guess I'll eat more and more of these nuts. Um, so it's kind of a similar concept. So basically, you're getting too much glucose, and so you want to not eat as much stuff with glucose. Now, it sounds really simple when, you, when I say it like that, but it's easier said than done because we're all a little bit addicted to certain types of carbohydrates to varying degrees, and it's very traditional and cultural and whatnot. Many cultures have one or more carbohydrates as a staple, whether it's wheat or potatoes or rice or some kind of noodles or whatever. But cutting carbs is a huge first step to fixing type 2 diabetes. So to make this a little more concrete, let me share a specific study that I've talked about on a different video that kind of shows you what uh, kind of success rate you can have using low-carb for type 2 diabetes. So Dr. David Unwin shared a study. He's a general practitioner in the UK, I think in England. Um, he shared a study recently where they had put about 200 patients, it was 186, um, on low-carb. Those patients had chosen to do low-carb to treat their diabetes after getting some dietary counseling and stuff. And so they, on average, those patients did it for about three years, 33 months to be exact. Um, and after three years, what they showed was 51% of them had put diabetes in remission. So that's just using low carb, or at least that was the main focus. So they weren't talking about doing a bunch of other things like fasting or whatever. They were just doing low carb for their diabetes. 
So more than half of them put it in remission. And in general, they had a bunch of benefits. Like I talked more about it in the other the other um, video or the other, it was on my podcast too, I think. So you can look for that and I'll put a link below. But uh, but yeah, more than half of them put it in remission. And, and broadly speaking, they had a lot of health benefits like weight loss and obviously improving the blood sugar and other things. Um, also things like cholesterol and whatnot. Um, so that's an example, a fairly recent example of a study showing what you can do with low carb. Now that's basically low carb alone because they weren't specifically focusing on other lifestyle improvements, I don't think. I think they were basically just focusing on low carb. So low carb is a huge first step and low carb alone can put type 2 diabetes in remission the majority of the time if you stick with it for a while is what that shows. So if you want to learn more about that, again, I'll link to that video in episode 25 and episode 26 of my podcast walk you through how the benefits of a ketogenic diet and how to get started and all the things about that. All right, so that was step one for fixing type 2 diabetes. Sounds simple, but it's not always that simple to implement. You kind of want to do it in stages. Um, I kind of shared how to do that on my easy fasting guide if you're interested in that. You can go to fastingwell.com easy. Kind of walks you through how to go on to low carb in stages so it's not overwhelming to your system. All right, so step two, what would step two be after you're on low carb for a bit? Well, there's a lot of things you could do as step two, but step two today is going to be fasting, intermittent fasting. So because fasting also can do a lot to fix type two diabetes. Um, Even if you just did fasting alone without low carb, it's still helpful. But if you were to do the low carb for a while and then introduce a bit of fasting, you can really accelerate your progress. So let me share some, some details and some examples. So on a recent video, I shared a case study of three patients. This, was, I think, was Dr. Fung and colleagues that did this. So it was a case study of three patients who'd had type 2 diabetes for quite a while, several years, and they were on at least 70 units of insulin each. So they injected insulin every day, at least 70 units. Um, and those patients started doing 24-hour fasting every other day. So it's kind of like every other day they would only eat one meal, basically, is what that kind of comes out to. So after doing that, they all got off their insulin within just several days. Um, I didn't memorize the numbers, but I think they were all within a few weeks. I think the highest number was something like 18 days. So they all got off their insulin practically overnight, not literally, but, you know, in the blink of an eye... (laughs) Also, not literally. Um, They all got off their insulin super, super fast um, just by doing the 24-hour fast every other day. I say just by doing that. That's not a trivial undertaking to do a 24-hour fast every other day. But if you know you're going to, you know, take a gigantic first step towards fixing diabetes by doing that, you could probably do that for a while, right? Because getting off insulin is huge. That's a huge step. It helps your health so much not to be injecting insulin. Um, Why? Well, because insulin makes you gain weight. Insulin probably worsens other complications of diabetes, um, and it just becomes kind of a vicious cycle once you're injecting insulin, getting fatter, injecting more insulin, getting fatter, injecting more insulin, getting fatter. So if you can get off insulin, you can break that cycle and start to move in the right direction, uh, more likely um, than if you're still on insulin. Uh, So so that's kind of the, the scoop on fasting a little bit. But obviously you wouldn't have to do the 24 hours every other day. What if you did my first step, which was low carb, and then after you did, after you got used to that for a month or two, then you're like, well, I'll do a 24 hour fast once a week. Um, And you mix that in, or you do the 36 hour fast once a week after a bit, after you get a little bit of experience. 
So if you do something like that, it's probably going to give you a jump start, give you a kickstart, get things moving faster um, than if you just did the low carb for three years, like the people in that study I shared earlier. So to give you something a little more concrete also, when Megan Ramos came on my podcast, I think that was episode 14. So you can go back and listen to that if you want. Um, she explained that their patients who often do something called alternate day fasting, which is kind of like fasting every other day, the whole day, um, or three days a week, um, they would usually reverse their diabetes within about six months, six months. So that's a little faster than the three years that we were talking about with the low carb, which, you know, is that how long it took those people to reverse their diabetes in the low carb study? I don't know. You'd have to kind of look into the exact you know, statistics and everything. Um, but in any event, you can reverse your diabetes with low carb. You can reverse your diabetes with fasting in probably the majority of cases and with either tool. But if you combine them together, you can do it even faster. But you don't want to do too much too soon. So it's better to start with one and then kind of do the other. In other words, you want to ease into it and let your body adapt, let your mind adapt. Because the biggest mistake people make with fasting is to do too much too soon too fast. So you got to let your body adapt. You got to let your mind adapt because it's a new habit, a new lifestyle. Just like any new habit, you can't just completely change from one day to the next, generally speaking. (laughs) Yep. So that is fasting. And by the way, if you're kind of a beginner with fasting and you want to know how to ease into it, I also have an intermittent fasting quick start guide that I sell fairly inexpensively. Um, And you can get that at fastingwell.com slash quick, fastingwell.com slash quick, Q-U-I-C-K, if you want to see the details of that and potentially pick that up. All right. So what about, is there anything else besides low carb and fasting that you can do or should do to fix type 2 diabetes? Well, yes, of course, because what you eat and when you eat, those aren't the only variables. Those are probably the most important variables. Nutrition is number one, uh, because if you don't eat sugar, you know, then you're going to gradually move in the right direction. But if you don't eat sugar or things that become sugar, because, of course, any carbohydrate, your body breaks down into glucose. So if you stop putting glucose into your system, that's going to help with your glucose intolerance. But there are other things, and some of which are very helpful. So, of course, exercise plays a role here because when you exercise, it's super helpful for your blood sugar. You can knock down high blood sugar pretty quickly with exercise in the short term. And then over time, it helps improve your insulin sensitivity and stuff like that. So especially after a sugary meal or a starchy meal, going on a walk for five or 10 minutes helps a lot or doing any kind of exercise. Sleep makes a big difference. Uh, Good quality sleep helps you regulate your blood sugar better. And stress makes a big difference. Here's kind of a funny example. There's this uh, doctor, Indian doctor named Ron Sinha, who does like health lectures and things and puts people through a wellness program and whatnot. Anyway, he shared some examples on a podcast about how his patients, that he noticed that they would get a higher blood sugar by having an emotional outburst, like getting really angry. They would have a higher blood sugar from that than they would from eating chocolate cake. (laughs) And why is that? It's because your stress hormones raise your blood sugar. Stress equals high blood sugar. So you can, there's various ways you can approach, you know, stress management and that sort of thing, but it's, it's very relevant to this discussion. So to kind of tie everything together, low carb can fix type 2 diabetes. Eventually, if you do it long enough and experiments, you probably can fix your type 2 diabetes in the majority of cases. Um, fasting can fix type two diabetes again, probably in the majority of cases, if you kind of experiment and do it long enough and so forth. But if you kind of do one and then sprinkle in the other, you can start with either one really. 
But if you do it in the way that I explained, there's a really good chance that you can fix your type 2 diabetes. What do I mean by fix it? Well, I don't mean that you would never, ever, ever have to watch what you eat again, obviously. It's more like, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but it's a little bit like an alcoholic who stops drinking, they get things under control, um, you know, and then obviously they still have to be careful. Um, but in the case of diabetes, sometimes you can get to the point where you could still eat something, you know, bread or whatever, and not have that abnormal response, not have that intolerance. Some people can get to that point where they're able to eat that kind of stuff from time to time. Obviously you wouldn't want to go back to everything you did before, or you'll just get the disease again. Right. But you could get to the point where your body's able to process carbohydrates reasonably well, as long as you don't overdo it. So that is certainly a possibility, but you could also just stick with low carb long term because that'll probably help a lot, you know, just to to prevent getting diabetes again and, you know, just not have any any issues with that at all, basically. So if you put all that together, you can probably reverse your diabetes. It might take several months. It might take a couple years, but if you have the stick-to-itiveness, if you kind of use some creativity, ingenuity, etc. If you have patience, if you don't rush into it and do too much too soon, too fast to where you're going to want to quit and give up right away, that's the biggest problem. If you ease into it, let yourself adapt, and then keep going, then there's a really good chance that you can get there. The bonus steps that I mentioned will help, things like exercise, sleep quality, stress management, and others. I have a video about that specifically, so I'll put a link to it here at the end um, about seven daily habits to improve blood sugar. So that's kind of some of those other things besides just low-carb and fasting. But I'll link to all the stuff that I mentioned below, you know, the other videos about those studies and things like that, um, which are also on my podcast in some instances. If you're listening to the audio, you can just look at the other recent podcast episodes, but I'll link to some of that stuff in the podcast description as well. All right. So again, there's my quick start guide. If you want to know how to start fasting as a beginner, that's at fastingwell.com slash quick. And I'll link to that below as well. So here's the video about the seven daily habits to improve your blood sugar. And here's my interview with Megan Ramos, where she talked about how to fix diabetes with fasting, including the timeline, which was about six months for most of the, most of her patients. She works with Dr. Jason Fung. All right. Thanks for listening or watching. And I'll see you next time on fasting. Well, The Fasting Well podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to consult with your own medical providers.